0: Welcome to Credit Hour, a weekly, thought-provoking conversation with the brightest minds from the University of South Dakota. They get the credit, we ask the questions. This is Credit Hour. Hi, I'm Michael Ewald, host of Credit Hour. In today's episode, we interview Carmen Stewart, director of the Head Start program at USD, In operation for over 40 years, USD Head Start provides early childhood care to low-income families in southeastern South Dakota. Carmen explains the program's benefits, how to enroll, and the wisdom she's gained after working with children for over 25 years. Garmin, how are you doing today?
1: I'm fine, thank you for asking.
0: Now, you are the director of USD's Head Start program. Um, first of all, can you just give us an explanation of what Head Start is and what it does?
1: Sure. Head Start is a program for children of low-income families Uh Those children could be at risk uh, and not be as successful in school as other children from more affluent families. And so the purpose of Head Start is to provide high quality early childhood services to children from families who can't afford it. So federal dollars come directly to the University of South Dakota, and we're able to provide uh, preschool services at no cost to children and families in Clay, Lincoln, Turner, and Union Counties.
0: Um, Now, Head Start at USD recently celebrated its 40th anniversary. I think last year was its 40th. Um, anniversary. How has the program, I guess, expanded over the years?
1: Yeah, when the program started, and I wasn't around way back then, uh, but it started just with uh, two preschool classrooms, one in Elk Point and one in Vermillion. And over time, with uh, addition and availability of uh, increased federal funding, we now have classroom services uh, with school districts in Harrisburg, T, Canton, Beersford, Elk Point, Dakota Valley, Vermilion. And then Early Head Start was uh, an addition. We've had that program for about 16 years, and so we're now able to serve expectant women and children ages zero to three. Well,
0: and and that's, I guess, what's surprising to me about maybe the breadth of the services that Head Start offers. I think that, you know, when I traditionally think of Head Start, I almost think of just, you know, early childhood education. Um, But you offer, you know, counseling on, on, you know, anything related to nutrition, to health. Um, I don't know. Is that something that's evolved over the years through, you know, as professionals have studied um, what really accounts for success later in life. They've they've identified these key variables. How how does a program like this, I guess, kind of start and evolve?
1: Right. So the very unique thing about Head Start is um, from the very inception of the program in 1965, it has always been comprehensive services. We know that parents are children's best teachers. We know that parents cannot effectively support their children if they don't have their needs met if they um, are struggling with housing or food insecurity. Uh, We want to support parents in gaining employment, receiving job training. Uh, And so from its inception, Head Start has always been a comprehensive program. Uh, Strategies that programs use to provide those services have definitely been influenced by research across the years. But the main focus of the program really has uh, has kept its value over all the years.
0: You know, in a press release earlier this year that we put out, um, I think we quoted you, actually. You said, uh, we believe children learn best through play. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering if you can just explain that statement to us. What do you mean by that?
1: Sure. Um, Children, just like us as adults, really need those hands-on, sensory, Uh, experiences to learn. And so putting a child in front of a screen or making a child sit at a table and do worksheets, that is not the best way children learn. And I would say it's probably not the best way many of us learn. And children need to experience things uh, to have it really be strongly connected uh, in their brain so they can make connections to future learning. And so that's, that's the benefit of play. Play allows children to jump in, take risks, explore, Uh, it gives them permission to fail and try again without any negative connotations. Uh, They're active, they're moving, Uh, lots of science, lots of math, lots of social interactions, lots of language development. So through the context of play, you can really help a child meet uh, and move through uh, their developmental progress.
0: What what do you think are maybe some other key variables that parents can do to help prepare their child to be successful later in life, or even just those early years in school?
1: Uh, So research states that Number one, spending time with your child is huge. Uh, being that positive role model, letting children see your attempts at things, see how you solve problems, see how you work through things. And there's a lot of research that supports reading to your ch- children. And that can start um, in utero. So uh, that, that has big Benefits as far as children's future success in reading in school is the amount of time parents spend reading to their children when they're young. You
0: know, that's what the advice I think that you guys hear is, is in the summer months, you know, make sure your children are reading. What other, you know, pieces of advice would you offer parents um, to encourage their children or get them active in the summer?
1: In the summer months, uh, There's lots of opportunities, just even going to the grocery store with your child, labeling things, help them pick up a a new piece of fruit that they maybe haven't felt or touched before. They can prepare meals at home, have picnics outside, uh, keep them active, um, but also ensure that they get plenty of rest. There really isn't a need to think you have to enroll your children in anything special to support their learning. Uh, Parents can support their children in the home environment, Um, just as even better than uh, preschool settings or formal settings. So parents don't need to do anything special to have their children be ready for school. Uh, There are lots of resources available for parents. Uh, Our South Dakota Department of Education has uh, early learning guidelines. That's a document that lists many activities that families can do with their children. It lists skills that children uh, will be learning (laughs) as infants, mobile infants, toddlers, young preschoolers, um, and all the way up to kindergarten. So that's just a resource if parents are wondering, what can I do? That's available for parents online, and there's a lot of activities listed in that.
0: You know, to shift directions a little bit, um, you know, Head Start primarily serves communities in southeastern South Dakota, kind of the you know umbrella uh, of where Vermillion is located. Um, of course, the program is housed here at USD, and I'm curious if you know you have found in your experience, maybe with some of the other Head Start programs um, that that you've had experience or studied with over the years, is there an impact that having you know a head start program kind of housed within a university, does that have any particular like special impact um, provide any you know bigger resources? I, I'm you know that's that's something i I didn't know if it would have an impact or not.
1: Yeah, it, we believe it certainly does. So there are opportunities for. Um, our program to work with experts on this campus in a variety of fields, uh, uh, speech and language development, um, certainly the education component, um, occupational, physical therapy, dental hygiene. So we're so fortunate. We have experts. If we need advice on our programming, we can go to them. They can support us and really use our program to support research. And so those benefits are um, Uh, outstanding it gives parents an opportunity to participate in some uh, extra programming or services so sometimes student groups will uh, sponsor events for families to participate in and they wouldn't have those opportunities necessarily otherwise. Uh, So there are a lot of benefits directly to children and families from uh, the funding coming to the University of South Dakota for services.
0: Well, and that was the next question I wanted to ask. How can people um, who work here at USD or maybe go to school here, how can they support Head Start?
1: in lots of ways. Uh, So one of the, another thing about our grant is Head Start from the get-go is designed to be a community-based program. So Every Head Start program across the country probably looks a little bit different because it's being responsive to the needs of the children and the families that reside in the community. And uh, because of that, we have to have our federal funds matched with in-kind donations. So uh, 20% of our match comes from people volunteering their time or their services directly to our program. Students uh, can come and volunteer in our program they can do so as a part of a course so a lot of uh, departments and disciplines here embed service learning opportunities into their coursework and so we have students from a variety of disciplines all over campus come into our classroom settings and actually work with kids Uh, it's a good resume builder for students so if there is a student that has some extra free time or wants to make a connection um, with a program on campus we would welcome those students to come in volunteers. We have opportunities to work with families as well. So students uh, in health professions, social work professions that are going to be working with adults <laughs> and parents, they can get some experiences there. And then certainly there's the research opportunities that I talked about before. So uh, people on campus if they have an interest in doing some research and need some uh, children or families uh, as a uh, or information. Um, Where we support that as well.
0: You know, how does one enroll? You know, their child in Head Start. How, how do you get involved with the program?
1: So we have an application that. Uh, each applicant fills out so either an expectant woman or a parent of a child and we also have to do income verification once that's done the application is ready to go in our office and as soon as we have an opening in one of our classrooms the child or the applicant that's the most highest need gets that opportunity to go first we have uh, here in Vermilion we have two classrooms that run all year round so they're operating right now in the summer those are at our partner child care centers and uh, that's why we we take applications all year because especially here with the University we have a lot of student parent families enrolled and so in May we traditionally have some families move (laughs) because those their parents have graduated so that creates some openings that children can get in even in the summer and then they can continue continue on in the fall Uh, our early head start program also goes for 12 months and that's serving expectant women and children up to the age of three and as families move or transition out of our service area then that creates openings Um, now the summer is a good time to apply for our classrooms that will start in the fall and we run pretty typical to a a district so our classes start very end of August and they go through about mid-may
0: you know Head Start. I think if you look at the academic studies, it's been linked to you know social, emotional, cognitive development. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, reduced teen parenthood, reduced criminal behavior, yeah. increased rates of high school and college graduation. I'm just curious if there are any sort of personal stories, maybe the success stories that you see, you know, just like firsthand the difference that this makes in a, in a person's life. I know obviously there's privacy issues. Can't. But do you have any just like any of those personal stories? I
1: do. Uh, and and I can. Yeah, I have lots. But- but I, I'll just pick a couple. So one of the things I'm fortunate to be able to do in my role as the director is to work with the Policy Council. And Policy Council is an advisory board of elected parents and we meet monthly and they help make decisions, they review the budget. So just the skills that the parents gain in having that opportunity is huge and it's really successful when parents get elected to state boards. Uh, We had a parent from our program actually get elected to a state board and then all the way up to a national, um, a Head Start Association board. And that's really impactful to see a family uh, that may maybe had some struggles early on, that parents feel um, empowered and they feel they, ha- they have the confidence and they have the skills to be able to feel confident running for election and winning and then serving. And then more of a, from a child standpoint, <laughs> Uh, we children um, come into our program um, needing all kinds of support or needing very little support. And we had a, a child in a classroom that just needed some extra support in handling his anger, managing his behavior around anger. And so our program staff developed tools that the child could use to, to work, um, give him some choices, let him know what were uh, appropriate ways that he could handle. His anger and resolve his problems and uh, a story toward the end of the year was another child in that same classroom was having some difficulties and um, the first child went to uh, his cubby pulled out the tools took them over to the other child and said (laughs) here this is what I do to help me what would you like to do and so when you see a child be able to be that successful in managing their own emotions that they're able to help another child you know when they go into kindergarten they're going to be okay
0: yeah
1: and i'm tearing up you probably can't even tell my voice i mean that's that's the impact that um that i think we have on all the kids
0: you know you've been at USDU you said you know before we we start our interview yeah. almost 25 years um yeah. you know from a bachelor's degree in elementary education all the way up um to a master's degree and then uh, of course now you're the director of of head start uh, one question we like to ask all of our guests um is just you know what do you know for sure and i, I i'm particularly curious with this question because with you because i think that you know, when you get to interact with children and kind of see you know uh, how excited they are about life and yeah. you know they're they're generally happy um, and that's like an awesome place to be and, and I don't know if there's a particular maybe wisdom that you get from interacting with these children on a daily basis that when you get stuck in the adult world maybe maybe you sort of lose some of it so to kind of sum up I, I guess our conversation is there anything in particular at this point in your career in life that you know for sure?
1: I know for sure that uh, kids are young children are capable and they can that possibilities are endless for them and as adults we if we support them (laughs) while they're young in that early childhood experience it there it is limitless of what they can do as adults and so you know head start is funded by your taxpayer dollars, and we want to ensure that the results are measurable. And so we do have a lot of data that children in Head Start uh, perform better in school than their counterparts who come from low-income families that didn't have those opportunities. So our program works, and I think the success of it is in uh, the adults that have been through Head Start and their successes today. we have um, people here on campus um, uh, in positions that uh, were in Head Start when they are, were young. And so it's really nice to hear them tell their stories uh, and to see their success as adults, uh, knowing that they got started with Head Start way back when.
0: Carmen, thank you so much for all that Head Start does for the children and families all around uh, Southeastern South Dakota.
1: You're very welcome. Thanks for having us on your podcast today.
0: Thank you for listening to Credit Hour, a weekly thought-provoking conversation with the brightest minds from the University of South Dakota. Listening is 100% of the grade, so we hope you enjoyed the episode. Next week, we speak with Wendy Redstar and her daughter Beatrice, guest artists and instructors at the Oscar Howe Summer Art Institute, hosted earlier this summer at USD. Until next time, Go Yotes.